You have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Now, from Kenner's Star Wars collection, it's the Patrol Dubak action figures sold separately. Let's find the droids, Dubak! Hi, R2! You can imagine you're a stormtrooper on the Patrol Dubak, searching for R2-D2 and C-3PO. Look both ways, Dubak! By moving his tail, you can make Dubak's head turn left and right. You can move his legs, too. The new Star Wars Patrol Dubak from the Star Wars Collection. Action figures each sold separately by Kenner. Hello everybody and welcome once again to GeekFest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone and today we are talking about a toy that I ordered a while back. This is a Bantha from Star Wars from the Kenner era, meaning this is a custom toy that is made to look like something Kenner would have made. And we're going to discuss the quality of this item because I ordered it, believe it or not, almost three years ago. And I also ordered some other custom fan-made kind of figures from the same maker. And we're going to do a comparison with some of these products to see who has the better one. This has been in the works for a very long time, and we finally got this product on our hands. So let's begin our Bantha review. You can collect them all. You are a toy! Battery's not included. Just get those wonderful toys. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Is that the $6 million man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Some assembly required. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. This episode has been in the works literally for almost three years and it's a continuation in a way but it's a scaled back continuation of a show i did a while back about custom figures about figures that i customized myself and how i did it and that was an actual video presentation that i did as opposed to just the audio ones like i normally do but my intention was to continue to do a few more of those because at the time i had only been able to talk about just the ones that I have personally customized myself, and maybe, I'm not entirely sure, maybe a few of some of the ones that I had purchased, that might have been my intent of what was the next thing to come. And then I kind of realized that it might turn into a three-part show, because on top of the ones that I could buy from other customizers, there were also these very high-end products coming out at the time. Again, this is years ago we're talking about <laughs> where the quality was just unbelievable. The accuracy of how much these things would look like 
an actual Kenner, you know, late 70s, early 80s product in the Star Wars line. But as usual, things got busy and other topics came up and doing the videos really does take a lot more time because of the, you know, all the photography you have to do, all the video you have to shoot. The editing itself takes a long time, but I do intend to return and and I am going to return because what I want to talk about today is a product that I ordered almost three years ago. We are talking about September of 2019. Wow. Pre-COVID. <laughs> September, oh, that's almost three years. It is almost three years ago. And if you guys remember, I, I, I might have mentioned, I might have teased a little bit that there are these companies out there, these two major companies, well, yeah, major in terms of how good they are and how much product they sort of put out, that were the, the top contenders as far as I was concerned. One of them was... The fan Stripe Back, also known as Smith Lord Creations, and the other one called Stand Solo Creations. The history of these two companies, you can make a movie about them. <laughs> That's how convoluted and deep down the rabbit hole is. And I'm going to try to give you a very cliff notey version of this relationship between these two companies. And I hope I get it right. I don't intend to insult anyone. If I get something wrong, please don't get upset. But based on hearing kind of both sides of the story, more or less what happened is this. You have Smith Lord Creations, which at one point was putting out these great figures, specifically Blue Snaggletooth, Yak Face, and Stormtrooper Luke, I believe. Those were their like their main products. And for some reason, personal reasons, the guy that was really running the show, the guy who was really doing everything, had to stop for personal, family-related health reasons. So he kind of gave the business over. He, I don't know if he sold it or gave it or made a deal or something. Usually there's money involved, I assume, to another person. They both happen to be named Chris. So that's where it gets complicated. There's Chris Smith from Stan Solo and Chris Cran from The Fans Strike Back or Smith Lord Creations. So once Chris Cran gets his hands on the company, he starts to continue, apparently, to put out the leftover product from the other guy and start up new lines that he's planning on putting out. His big thing at the time, from what I remember, was that he was going to do a 13-figure run of figures that were never made from the Star Wars films. And that was like a bomb went off in terms of everybody was like, whoa. And the samples they showed us were amazing. They looked incredible. So a lot of people jumped on board on that one, including myself. Again, I'm going based on the products that we we seen before between him and the other guy, you know, that, that, that combination. Then what happened is the other guy, Chris Smith, under the Stan Solo Creations banner, got back in the business and seemed to focus more on droids and astromechs. He still had some, I believe, Stormtrooper Lukes and some Snaggletooth, you know, blue snags, 
and yak faces, I think, if I remember right. But primarily, his big, big push initially after he returned to the business was droids. So I started getting a whole bunch of droids from him, and they were amazing. They were incredible. The quality was just unbelievable. You could not tell these things apart from Kenner products. On the other side, Smithloth Creations kind of formed itself or aligned themselves or merged themselves into something called the Fans Strike Back. Now, the thing you got to remember is that Stan Solo is in England. The Fans Strikes Back is in America. So there is a big distance between these two companies. Fans Strikes Back continue to sell these pre-orders, because again, we're talking about pre-orders here when it comes to this big 13-figure set. And then they introduced another pre-order of what they called the Bantha project, which is what I finally have in my hands here, which is unbelievable that it's actually here. What followed during these almost two and a half to three years is a behind-the-scenes feud battle between these two creators accusing each other of ripping each other off. And again, from the amount of time that it took for this to come out, the fact that those first 13 have not been put out yet, many Q&As with really kind of shady answers as to why it's taking so long and was this really a pre-order? Was this really a Kickstarter? People wanting refunds and then not giving them refunds, giving them store credit in return. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. The bottom line is that these two companies seem to function differently. The fans strike back are having and have been having an incredibly difficult time getting their product out. Most of their high profile product. They do make other stuff that is a little less profile, high profile, and they do try to create other materials and things for people to buy, but these are the their top, you know, things that attracted people to that company. And the 13 figures are still in production almost three years later, just like the Bantha has been in production forever. And Stan Solo, on the other hand, has been able to churr out his product way faster. And quality has not diminished at all. Their droids, like I said, and astromechs are incredible. They made uh, an Ula. They made a Slave Leia. I have the, the Snitch recently got. It is just incredible, the quality of their work. There's tons of stuff that is coming. And their big thing is that the quality and the speed, they are very good with producing something that doesn't take years to come out. They also started putting out a number of the last 13 figures, not just the uh, the Stormtrooper Luke, but they put out a, a Lando, General Lando. They put in uh, AD-8, uh, I believe, I forget his name, uh, the brown one. But what started happening was because these guys were feuding so much behind the scenes and in social media, one guy would announce, I'm putting out Slave Leia. And then the other guy would announce, I'm putting out Slave Leia. The first guy announces the Bantha, and then the second guy announces his own Bantha. So they've been playing this game of war, trying to outdo each other. And it has been destructive. There have been accusations back and forth of, again, you got to keep in mind, 
they don't have license. Neither of them have a license for these products. They're obviously Star Wars products. Some of them are reproductions almost exactly as the ones you had before. Some of them are completely new, but they're still part of that line in terms of you know exactly what they are. Some of them, they have to change the name on their page so that they don't reference Star Wars at all, so they don't get in trouble for it. But they've been allegedly turning each other over to different governmental business entities in China so that their factories would have to stop making their product and then they would have to go look at another factory and then things would get delayed and the products would, you know, they've been hopping companies left and right. And in the meantime, a lot of us have a lot of money invested in these things that you can't just walk away from. And first of all, this particular company, Fan Strikes Back, already said they're not giving anybody refunds. The best you can get out of them is credit, store credit. The other company is also not perfect either in terms of they are the better product. They are the quickest in terms of delivering the product. But Chris Smith, as he has admitted many times, when he communicates through Facebook, through social media, he is really, really, I don't know what is a polite word of saying it, but he admits he's a bit of a hothead. And he loses his temper and he he basically goes off on people left and right. And I would always, I remember I would always mention to my friends who also buy from, from, from all of these people. It's like, I wish he would get somebody else to run his social media, you know, because it just comes off so angry and upset. And I don't blame him if the things that he's talking about, if he's being ripped off by someone else and he's being hampered in, in trying to produce his product and... And people are screwing him around, screwing with him in that manner. I don't blame him for being that upset. But my point is, from a business sense, keep that in the background. Keep that behind the scenes. You know, in front of the scenes, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't be so upset. Don't threaten to throw people out of the different groups if they are buying from the other guy. That's crazy. I mean, I understand, you know, how upset a person can be about it, but... You got to also remember, there are a lot of us who have invested all this money into these other things, and we cannot get that money back. So we can't just say, screw you, we don't want the product. No, I want the product. Even if it's crap, I want the product because I paid for it, and I don't want credit for other material that doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? The other guy, again, I, I, it, it's very difficult to defend one or the other. There's definitely some really business shenanigans going on on the fan strike back side. But on the Stan Solo side, while he seems to be excellent in terms of production and delivery, and you get what you asked for, the product looks exactly like what you asked for, his customer service skills are awful. I don't know. I th I think he might get more customers uh, I don't even know if he wants more customers. I mean, there's sometimes businesses are so successful that you really don't care if you lose 100 customers or you lose 50 customers because of how you speak to them. But I, I think he would attract more customers if he would just kind of stay a little bit more away from the public things that happens with this company. Now, granted, there are different groups. One group is the, the Stan Solo Creation group in Facebook 
where it's more of a general group of what's going on. And he does have some admins, I believe, that kind of hop in there and, and chat, I think, for him sometimes. Because sometimes they, they he gets blocked out of Facebook and, you know, they, they get sent to Facebook jail or whatever. But he also has his private, personal, and obviously in his personal, people are way, way more in your face and their feelings really are expressed because it is your personal Facebook page. And I understand that. I get that. I, I do that all the time myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm way more personal in my personal than in my GeekFest Rants page. You know, in GeekFest Rants, you're going to find all entertainment related stuff. But on my personal, you're going to get some politics. You're going to get some local things. You're going to get some, some family things. You know, you're going to get a little more of that. So I, I understand also that there's those two things. But the, the thing that really turns me off is the threats of if I ever hear you are buying from so and so, we are never going to sell to you again. That kind of stuff is come on. You know, you don't have to do that. You could be making more money if you just, if they want to, if they want to buy, they buy. Now, granted, if you have people that are just trolling you in your, in your feeds or, or you know, on your, on your wall who don't even buy anything from you and they're, they're just there to troll you. Yes. You throw them the hell out. But I think there's a lot of people like, including myself who have been spending hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on your products. And what's the saying? You can attract more Bees with honey, or something like that. Anyway, let's go back to um, what's happening here. So, yeah. So, again, keep in mind, these two companies, they're fighting with each other. And recently, I would say maybe about a half a year ago, maybe six months ago, I think it was, that Stan Solo started delivering on his Bantha way, 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 way faster than Fan Strike Back. The only thing we knew from Fan Strike Back was that one was delivered hand-delivered to Michael French from Retroblasting at a convention, I believe. Uh, it wasn't even shipped to him. They, they gave it to him while he was attending a convention. It's like, here, here it is, here it is, look at it. Uh, because he had promoted that Bantha originally when it first was brought in as a prototype to his to his channel so people could see it. And that's how a lot of us uh, found out about it, through Michael. Even the, uh, I think even the the, the 13 figures that Fanstrike Back uh, are still <laughs> in production, we all find out through retroblasting through his channel of, of these fantastic things that they were being produced. Little did most people know the behind the scenes that were happening at the time. So, as I said before, about six months ago, the Stan Solo version of the Bantha started showing up. And people were posting pictures, and they were doing like side-by-side -side comparisons. And Michael did a video, which he did a full-blown review of the one that I have here. And... I would say that he is about 90% right, or in other words, I would agree 90% on his assessment of what he got and of his major criticisms. So if you look at the Bantha, one of the things that were criticized was that the saddlebags were in the front of the horns as opposed to inside the horns. And... They did mention at one point that, yes, you could take the saddlebags and flip them over to one side or the other. So that kind of works. Now, I'm also assuming that what I have here in front of me is pretty similar to what Michael had, uh, you know, on his review. There is no paint detail on any of the saddle, as opposed to the Stan Solo one. The Stan Solo one, it is incredible what a great job they did with the saddle, with the different color variations, 
if I remember right, again, it's very hard to, to remember. I kind of like this one originally better when it was first shown to me because of the fact that even though the saddle had detail, just like it should have detail, it did not have more than one color. So what I'm looking at here is a toy that has basically, I would say two colors, more or less. You have your brown for the hair and you have your kind of yellowish for the horns and the saddle. The lips and the eyes have a little bit of yellow, like a dirty yellow, I would say. I don't know if we, we could consider that a third color. But my whole point in trying to figure out the color schemes is that, and this is how I mentioned it to people in the past, is that yes, the Stan Solo one is a better looking product. It looks more detailed. It looks more accurate to the creature that you remember. But my point is that the color variation for Kenner was very simple. It was either two or three colors for something this big. If you look at the Rancor, you're dealing with just two colors. You got your brown and the yellow teeth, that's it. If you look at your Dewback, you got your green and you got your kind of off-white belly under the neck area and the saddle is brown. So you, there's three different colors there. So very minimal coloring variation. You always got that sense with Kenner that they were trying to produce these things as best as they could without putting too much time into them, you know, especially when it came for weathering or color application or all that kind of stuff. They do uh, do a lot of detail, but they don't really bother to separate colors too much. Another criticism was that the material was not exactly what technically was promised. And, and that I think is, is true. These pieces are very hard plastic. Uh, I believe the one of the things that was mentioned in the uh, review was that it's it feels like uh, resin, like a resin model. It's a it's a tough, hard, not very hollowy kind of material, as opposed to your Kenner stuff that feels lighter, and it just has a different feel to it. It feels uh, a little glossier. This feels a little rougher. It's a different material. The accusation is that these things are being you know, the molds are being poured in a basement somewhere and somebody's making them as opposed to being done in a factory. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Another criticism of the, the toy is that initially it was supposed to have a little hatch on top where you could slide down your, your sand people, uh, your Tusken Raider, similar to what they've done with the Tauntaun or the Dubak. But instead, what they ended up doing was putting a plug where the hole is. And I forget what the reason was. There was some kind of reason stated that it had to do with the spring mechanism and it wasn't working right and this and that and the other and whatever. Okay, that is that is a little disappointing, but okay, fine. I mean, whatever. I'll deal with it. I'm going to have a Tusken Raider on there practically all the time anyway. The other thing that was mentioned was that instead of having some kind of a permanent plastic like buckle, like they did with some of these other creatures, again, do back Tauntaun, they actually used a, a metal pin to put it together. And their reasoning was that the, for whatever reason, the plastic wasn't holding out. I, I think it would crack. So they went for the metal pin anyway. Yes, it does not fit the Kenner aesthetic. Of course not. It does not. No way. Could they have used a better plastic? Maybe. Maybe they could have used a better plastic that would, would allow you to use a plastic you know, rubbery kind of uh, a buckle. But I guess to save money and time, they went in that direction. 
The other thing, one of the major complaints that Michael had was the fact that the legs are kind of wobbly, especially the front legs. And it's true. If you hold your figure and kind of shake it, the legs do wobble. You can position it so that it stays standing. I don't see this thing falling down unless there's like an earthquake or something, but it doesn't seem to have the strength. And part of it is because I think originally everybody was under the impression that the legs were going to be kind of like a ball and joint thing where they kind of fit into a hole and, and, and the, the actual plastic holds it in place. Again, think of the Rancor, think of the Dewback. But instead, they chose something that basically has a spring or, or like a rubber band inside to hold the two legs together. Kind of like the, uh, the, the 12-inch original Star Wars figures that the, 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 the arms are held together by a rubber band inside. Kind of like that. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, again, maybe this is something they did to, to save time, save money. The back legs are a little stiffer and stronger in terms of them not being so crazy, but the front legs do, yeah, wobble if you shake it. But I can at least pose it, and I'm pretty certain it's not going to just fall on its own. In the rear, the tail originally, I believe, was supposed to be one long piece, but again, for manufacturing purposes, they had to break it up into two. And you do see that there is a seam where the other piece comes from. And like I said, overall, it is a much heavier, heavier product that I would imagine Kenner would put out. It is much heavier. I'm happy with this product. If I would have gotten the Stan Solo one, I probably would be happy with it too. I was not going to get two. That's the thing. This company got my money first, so they got my money first and they get it. And I'm not trying to rationalize my purchase. I'm not unhappy with it. I think it could have been done better. And again, these are not professional manufacturers. These are not, you know, Hasbro's or Kenner's or Mattel's. These are guys that are running their own business and and they just are not going to get it perfect. I am, however, not defending the behind the scenes stuff. I'm not defending the the two year, the two and a half, three year wait. No way. I'm, right now, I'm only talking about quality. It is an expensive item. Uh, luckily for me, my friend paid for it. It was a present a while back. Again, it was three years ago. It's incredible how long ago this was. I can see this fitting pretty well with my rest of my collection. Uh, but I'm not going to, you know, I, I, again, I'm not going to knock the other product because the other product is obviously a better quality manufactured and delivered product. They put more time into it. They put more detail into it. But when it comes to detail, again, especially color, I'm not talking about sculpting. I'm talking about color. It's something that I talked about before when I was customizing my own figures. Sometimes you can really do a fantastic job painting your customized figure. But then you realize that the amazing job you did painting it matches more a modern figure than an older figure. And that is the, the fine line that you always have to be careful with. Now, I understand Stan Solo probably didn't want to replicate the same color scheme as Fan Strike Back because... It would be like, well, it looks almost exactly the same. He wanted to, maybe, I'm assuming, he wanted to add more detail and make it nicer looking. Yes, and he did succeed in that. But if I had to choose between the two of them and the Stan Solo one had less paint applications, uh, you know, less color in it, knowing how, number one, good their product quality is, 
Number two, know how fast they are in delivering. I would have definitely gone with Stan Solo. So in this particular case, you know, if I had to hold one against the other, just looking at two pictures, you know, I would say I'd rather go with the one that has the, the more Kennery color schemes. But obviously, we, we never really had that chance. <laughs> we couldn't do it. Uh, we couldn't pick in that manner. We, you know, I went for the first one that was available, and I was basically stuck with it. Uh, so, so far, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm fine. If I had the other one, I would probably be just as happy. If I would have purchased one or the other, I would be probably just as happy with either one. But I am talking about quality here. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about looking at it. I'm not talking about picking it up, squeezing it, holding it, playing with it, you know, messing around with it. That's a whole other world. I'm looking, I'm just saying looking at it. You look at it and you're like, how will it look on my display case? Or, you know, how will it look with the other toys? That's, that's the final decision that I make in terms of the review of it. Originally, I believe I ordered just the Bantha unboxed because I wanted to save money. And I'm pretty sure I did order it unboxed, but this one came boxed. And I have a feeling it's because of all the delays and all the crap that's been happening and all the bad publicity that they've been getting. I think they're trying to throw people a bone in terms of giving them a little more. So mine came with a box, which is a, a, a again, a Kenner styled box, a very, very Kennery looking box with all the, you know, features on the sides and all that other stuff. It's great. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, I'm not a box collector, but I, I, I sure as hell appreciate a, a beautiful box. And the box comes with it a moisture evaporator inside, which was a little bonus thing that you would get if you ordered the boxed version, the more expensive box version. And also inside is a Kennery-looking instructions on how to remove the um, the saddle, how to insert the Tuscan Raider, you know, all that kind of stuff inside. There's a catalog, a Star Wars catalog, which is pretty much the, the same as the Star Wars catalogs you used to get with the, those initials, except in this case, they included their product line. And in there you have the original 13, which is the ones that, you know, they promised us. We're still waiting. And you have included amongst other Star Wars toys that are definitely Kenner ones, pictures of this product, which is kind of neat how they added uh, that to the to the little catalog. Again, it's, it's a cute little bonus thingy. The 13 uh, were the ones that I originally ordered first. And those are the ones that are worrying me the most at this point. Again, I'm happy with what I got. I'm still waiting for those 13. Out of the 13, I remember they did send us a Admiral Throng, which was supposed to be number 13 as a, not as a bonus, but as a kind of, here's something to kind of chew on while we're still working on it. And it, it's great. It's a wonderful figure. I personally don't care because I'm not into the Admiral Throne EU thing, even though later he was kind of brought in, you know, as as a, one of the animated shows. So, okay, he's officially kind of in, in the family, in the canon family, I guess. Uh, but those original 12 now, we're down to 12. Those are the ones that are apparently coming at some point. And even out of those 12, if you really think about it, there's at least one, two, three that I really don't care about. Let me go over the list. There's a Rebel Fleet Trooper. I have a Rebel Fleet Trooper from a different manufacturer, but that's okay. I would like to see his version of it. There's an Uncle Owen. That'd be great. There's an R4M9. Okay, I don't have him. There's a General Mahdi. Perfect. I don't have him. There's a Biggs. Perfect. And Peru. Perfect. There's a Sand Trooper. Well, I made my own Sand Trooper a while back, so I'm not really too crazy about that. 
There's a Han Solo Imperial Stormtrooper outfit. That is another one I bought from, God, I don't even remember at this point, one of them. One of those two companies. I don't remember at the time if it was if it was from the Stan Solo side or from the Fan Strike Back side. I don't, I'm not sure. There's a Wedge. Perfect. I'll take a Wedge. There's a Spaceman. That's a guy from the cantina that was wearing like a spacesuit. Good. I'll take that. There's a Captain Antilles. I'll take that. And there's a Princess Leia Organa hologram, which is basically the, the Leia mold in a translucent bluish kind of tint, which to me, that's kind of silly. That doesn't really mean much. So out of the 12 that remain, there's about nine that I really am interested in. Now, there's a number of things that concern me. Oh, before I forget, they also threw in two gaffy sticks with this package. They should have thrown in a, a sand person, a Tusken Raider, but I don't think they make you know their versions of the Tusken Raiders. So at least eh, a couple of banta uh, gaffy sticks. I have plenty of of Tusken Raiders I can throw around in there, so that's that's good. Now the second thing that arrived with this package is something else that I had ordered at the time. When they originally announced the Slave Leia, I believe once again, uh, I think it was Fan Strike Back. I could, again, I could be wrong. I don't or stand solo. I don't remember which one. All I know was that I ordered one from Smith Lord, and a friend of mine ordered me one from Stan Solo. The Stan Solo one arrived much faster. It arrived a couple months ago, and it is fantastic. It's just amazing how good it looks. At the time, I think I only had like two photos to compare the two. And the photos might've been renditions of them. I don't know if they were final products. I don't know if they were prototypes. I don't know exactly what they were, but I was going back and forth in the color and this and that and the other. And I picked one over the other. With this package came the Fanstrike back version. And I had heard a little bit about this. I heard, first of all, they posted a picture of it that looked very different than what the prototype looked like. And they also posted a picture where they shone a light behind the figure. And it's so translucent. You could practically see the light coming through the actual figure itself. And then just the quality looked different. But now I have both of them right next to each other. And yes, the fans strike back one. It is a very inferior product to the Stan Solo Slave Leia. The Slave Leia looks, the face, first of all, looks exactly like a Kenner Leia face. If you look at all the different versions of Leia, this is exactly what Kenner would have done. The fast try back one, the face just looks bizarre. It just looks, I mean, the proportions are right. It's just that it does not look like Kenner. It looks like something different. The skin tone is off. She is very pink, like, like very, very pink all over. The Stan Solo one, the, the flesh tone is more what it should be. Fans strike back, again, they added a lot of detail and they painted a lot of detail, which is another one of those things that sometimes you don't get with a Kenner product. They both have similar sizes. I would say they, they stand about the same height, but the, the fan strike back seems to be, I don't know, flimsier. And the arms are a little more rubbery. Uh, again, it's the product. It's whatever product they're using. It's just not as strong which is ironic because the the Bantha is way harder than it should be and the Slave Leia is way softer than it should be. It's, it's just, uh, and again, I don't know how many different factories these guys are dealing with. I don't know if this is being, these are being done somewhere else. I have no clue, but 
this is definitely an example where by looking at both of them, and luckily I have both of them. Again, I didn't buy them both. I got one as a present and one I bought myself. I would have made the wrong decision on this one. If I would have bought the Fans Strike Back one alone and not gotten the other one as a present, that would have been a huge mistake on my part. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the... Uh, the Stan Solo Leia, that's the one that's going to go into the cabinet with the rest of the other figures. And the Fan Strike Back one, I'm going to use her to put with my Jabba display. With the Jabba, so I have him, I have her with sitting with Jabba as opposed to the other her sitting in the, <laughs> in the glass cabinet. <laughs> so there, there will be a home for both of them. But yes, there is definitely a, a difference in quality. And once again, this is what's a little scary. There's so many scary things here. One of them is, I hope the quality of this Leia from Fan Strike Back is not the quality that we're going to get with the 13. I hope those 13 are more like what their original ones are like. Even the uh, the throng, they did a pretty good job with that throng. Again, I, I don't I don't know who did it exactly, what factory they used, but the flimsiness. I did the light test. I took a little flashlight that I have and I held it behind the Fan Strike Back Leia, and yes, the, the, a lot of light comes through. But I put it behind the Stan Solo one, and a little bit of light comes through. So the Stan Solo is not so solid that light doesn't come through. But the Fan Strike Back one, definitely, it is a flimsier, thinner material. And it's also much smaller. It's like, she looks to be much thinner. Again, I don't think they got the proportions right. And that is what worries me, is that when these other 12 figures are finally delivered, I think they were talking about people were going to vote on whether they could send like six in one batch and six on another batch, or people rather wait for all of them, you know, that kind of thing. I just hope that what they give us is more like what they promised us, what the pictures of their, I guess, prototypes, even this little catalog. I hope it looks like what's in this catalog. The other thing that worries me is, again, the infighting between the two companies. It is so easy for Lucasfilm or Disney to just put their foot down and shut them both down, I think. People I'm hearing are, are complaining to the, like the Better Business Bureau of different states. Fan Strike Back comes from Pennsylvania. So it's like this whole thing can go down the toilet so fast. And I would wish people would just kind of cool it until these 13 are finally delivered. Because again, we know who makes the better product, but we are kind of being held hostage, you know, with the, the money that we've invested in these other toys that until that product arrives, then people can make a decision whether or not to continue with one company or the other. So I would encourage that. And I know that in the meantime, it's, these guys are fighting. So it's like, that might not be a concern to them. But for us, and even Michael, I think, is also waiting for the for the other products too because i think he he ordered them too i mean at this point i know i understand that when people are picking sides i understand what side michael is on now and i understand why he's doing it and, and i understand the reasoning that he is siding with stan solo and i don't blame him and i would too i just don't want to lose the hundreds I don't even remember how much it was, but it was a couple hundred dollars for those 13 figures. So my opinion on this whole thing is Stan Solo makes the better product and they deliver way, way, way faster. Fan Strike Back had a good reputation at first and a lot of it probably had to do with 
Chris Smith because of the leftover product from him and the, the ideas, I guess, that they had in mind. But their flagship product, the big, big, big thing that their company kind of became famous for are these two things that one of them, as far as I'm concerned, took almost three years to deliver. And the other one, which was ordered even earlier than this, still to show up. So we'll see where this goes. And the last concern I have is, again, with Stan Solo, is that I wish we wouldn't feel like those of us who are still waiting for our product to arrive, that because we're not being more proactive in trying to shut down the fans strike back or, or trying to, I don't know, uh, they already, like I said, they already said they're not going to give them, us our money back. So the best you can hope at this point is get the product. And I participated in the Discord they had a couple of weeks ago. Michael hosted from Retroblasting a, he wasn't the host, but it was a, through his channel, I believe, that he had a, a host from a different channel do a Q&A with the Fan Strike Back people, with Crown and Sexton, the, the, the sculptor. And they got grilled big time for all of the things, all of the things that Michael brought up on his video. And few people got through. I got through. And my question was just, when am I getting my Bantha? That's my, because that's the only thing they were going to talk about. They did, they refused to talk about the, the original 13, the uh, other 13 figures. So it's kind of like, all right, well, I can only, well, when is it coming? My, my only concern is when is it coming? You know, I can appreciate a review that Michael does, but it, it, for me, it's like, and, and I, I wrote this to, uh, to Smith. I'm like, I just, because Smith was, seemed upset that I didn't ask more questions, that the only thing I asked was, when am I getting my product? I want to review it myself. That's That was my whole thing is I wanted to have it in my hands so I can do the review and I could say, this is lacking here. This is lacking there. And I, I hope I've given you guys enough information here of what I think of it. I don't know if any of you are the type of toy collectors that have pre-ordered these two. We'll see what happens. And that was the only question I really had. And they told me, okay, it's coming in uh, next week. Well, next week turned into, I think, like two months. <laughs> so even in their confirmation that it was coming, that it was being shipped the following week, it lagged for about a month. And then I sent them a note. And in the note, they said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, fine. Uh, we just uh, wanted to make sure that you wanted uh, the product instead of the refund. So it's it's coming. So like a month after that, I think it was, when I received uh, a couple of days ago, the shipping notice that it's on its way and now it's finally here. So they can kind of cross off <laughs> my name of the people that got it. I have not seen any reviews yet. This might be the first one if I can get it up loaded fast enough and edit it. Again, I hope it. the fact that I even talk about this doesn't endanger... <laughs> My ability to buy, you know, from other people in the future. Uh, but again, I'm going to have to see what kind of product these last 13 figures are going to look like. If they look like the Slave Leia, boy, we're in big trouble. We're all in for a big disappointment. If they look like what the prototypes showed us, then we might be okay. I just hope it doesn't take another three years for these things to come. All right, guys, I will eventually, <laughs> when I have the time to continue with the video versions of these customized uh, figures that I own, I will be able to show you 
the products that I'm talking about today, because I'm only talking about the Bantha and the Leia's. So I will include them in those videos so you guys actually can see them at one point. For, but for the purposes of this show, I'll, I'll just post pictures of them and comparisons and that kind of thing. This way you guys have a somewhat of a reference point. But I felt it was important to just get this out first because, my God, this has been in the works for so long. <laughs> it's incredible. My friend was like, it's like, it's Christmas in July. Yeah, that's a Crazy Eddie slogan. If you guys, any of you guys are from New York, if you remember Crazy Eddie, that store from the uh, from the 80s, the commercial was, it's Christmas in July. That's what this looks like. But I will return to this at some point and show you guys video-wise what it looks like. The best example you have right now, I think, is the one Michael has. Michael has, I think, on the Retroblasting site, the review, or he might have put it somewhere else, I'm not entirely sure, I have to check, of his opinion and his visual inspection and, you know, hands-on inspection of what the product is. Uh, so I hope this uh, helps you guys out a little bit, and I'm always happy to share collecting information and this incredible uh, world of customizers that are out there right now. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. We did as good of a review as we could, not only with the Bantha, but with the Slave Leia that we got. And unfortunately, yes, the Bantha really does not measure up to the, the quality that was promised. However, color-wise, I like it. I like it better than the alternative that we could have gotten. But it's really hard to predict if I could have gotten the other one, whether or not I would have gotten it. Because the other one, it is a much better product. There's no way around it. It is a better manufactured product, a better delivered product. The only good thing I could really say about the one that I did get is that to me, the colors match a little better the Kenner style. And again, this does not reflect the quality of other parts of this piece or the behind the scenes craziness that went on and the amount of time that it took for this thing to deliver. And the scariest part about it, like I mentioned during our conversation, was what are we going to get when we are finally receive those final 12 figures, if we receive them? Because if they're going to be the quality of the Leia, boy, are we in for some major disappointments. So I hope this is helpful for some of you who might have ordered this or were considering order one or the other. It's your choice to make at this point. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. It's the new Star Wars Land of the Jawas that you put together. Action figures sold separately. You can move the action lever and make the Jawa capture R2-D2. R2, are you all right? What are they doing to you? You can raise the elevator and make R2-D2 disappear into the sand crawler. Hang on, R2. I'm right behind you. Me too. <laughs> Kenner's new Star Wars Land of the Jawas. Action figures each sold separately. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2022. <laughs>
Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. <laughs>